And then you should be able to boom. Welcome to the Taken Smiles Podcast, live from a secret location. I am Steve Adira, joined by my good friend, Evan Shama there. Let's try that again. <laughs> the distortion was unbelievable in my headphones. <laughs> So, uh, as always, I'm Steve Patera. My co-host and genuinely good friend is... Evan Shaw Mumford. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying a little different way to make this work yeah. as we are uh, a little further apart than normal. And uh, very happy to uh, be able to still uh, put this together for you guys and uh, appreciate everyone who listens to us. So yeah, let's just jump right in. We're going to talk about uh, what's been going on uh, over the last few weeks. Going to talk a little uh, love and relationships during this uh, Lenten season was my confirmation uh, class a couple of weeks ago subject. Um, Oscar Romero is our saint of the day and John 8, 31 through 42 is our reading you have music and news of the weird. Absolutely. Not in that order. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe it will be. <laughs> um, yeah. So how has uh, Lent been for you, my friend? It's It's been really, uh, really good. We've been uh, in quarantine, but, you know, fasting on Fridays. And I've been continuing my, my fast after eight o'clock at night on social media, which has been nice. Oh, awesome. um, been been attending our parking lot masses as, as frequently as possible. And this past Sunday, we actually had one of our first teaching masses for the last few years at our parish, which was really, really nice. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back to see how it impacted our teens watching online because we were only able to offer it virtually. But our approach was really cool because in approaching this with our, our priests and trying to figure out the best way to do it, Father Marchant said, what if we were to live stream our traditional five o'clock mass, invite our teens and families to watch the live stream. And then as the priest is uh, celebrating the mass, you and R Rachel, our religious ed director can take turns with the microphone and the microphone would only be heard over the live stream. And we'd <laughs> essentially do, we, I, I got into the headspace of a play-by-play play. <laughs> PGA, uh, play play announcer. So it literally was me. So here he is hushless. getting, getting close to right. the tabernacle and, uh, let's, let's see how he does here. So <laughs> a cool tidbit of information I was given before today's mass is that mass really begins when we leave our homes and start to head to the church. That's the beginning of the procession. So the mass doesn't begin. And so Jen's watching from home and going, that was really soothing. But um, it was That's funny. Awesome. The funniest part was, so nobody else could hear this. The priest didn't know what was going on. So we really had to arrange what we were saying during the gaps. And so as the priest was moving, you know, from the altar to the seed and back and forth, that's when we try to get it out. So that as he's going down the list of, of um, items, we weren't interrupting the flow of that. So he wasn't hearing that the people in the church weren't hearing it, but the musicians who were up on the altar with their earpieces could hear everything. Oh, so, that's interesting. 
Okay. So there were a few points where our lead guitarist would just do an acoustic guitar extension, like just a music bed to fill the time where we're speaking. So the people who were sitting, sitting in the church weren't going, okay, why is there this awkward pause? And that also helped cue the priest. But what was funny was there were a few things that we wanted to add, but it was while the band was playing music. So we had to strategically go, okay, we're in the chorus where it's really familiar for the musicians. Now we're going to just start talking and, and try to be really subtle about it. And they were just holding on to the train tracks as, as hard as possible. But um, talking with them afterwards, they were saying that was so cool to hear what they were celebrating because one of our band members is in the RCIA program. So she oh, was saying, cool. even though, you know, I was trying not to be distracted in, in the singing, Lord, I need you. It was really, really cool to hear the significance of what we're celebrating and gain a new appreciation for it. So afterwards, I was talking with our religious ed director and saying, you know, this is something that we can open up to RCIA candidates. We can do it for our first communion students. We can do it for a variety of demographics and still open it up to the parish, but um, make the content, content as relatable as possible to those age groups yeah. so that it's like the youth mass, the children's mass. You still have the families coming, but you have the homily and, and the material really geared towards that age. So they get a special appreciation of it. Yeah. I mean, that's actually an awesome thing because you could have live comment questions or yeah. even if you had the recording, you could then have uh, questions that are asked at that time and then you could record over for the answer like oh while we were while we were live streaming this this question came up at yeah. this time like you could you could literally pause the recording give your answer and then continue on like that's right. awesome like there's so many different opportunities there for uh to kind of like evolve the teaching mass so right and the um, cool thing about it too is you know we're not we shouldn't be super focused on timing and length of, of the podcast or, you know, the attendance of the mass. Yeah. But normally when we were doing the, the teaching masses in person, something like that could go on for an hour and a half with the priest yeah. pausing in between each moment and explaining it. And um, we were still with the order of the mass, the way it was in our commentary, we still, it still took about an hour. So for a teen watching that, that would normally start to have the attention span drifting, um, we were still able to get that content and the message across within a normal time frame. So that was that was cool to be able to see that happen in an yeah. hour. Yeah, no, I, that's that's actually pretty amazing um, to be able to get all of that in. I uh, I went to a daily mass or, uh, last week and. It was the fastest mass I've ever been to. Oh, really? It was. So daily masses are shorter anyway, because it's normally yeah. one, one reading, no music, um, responsorial psalm, gospel. Yeah. But um, I mean, it was like 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, super early. I uh, try try to go to the early masses and stuff. And um 
yeah it was it was like wow i definitely did not think i was going to be in and out of here uh, as fast as fast as i was <laughs> um so to have all of that other uh the, everything else in there and then adding in you know the teaching elements because normally that part does add a significant amount of time but right. yeah i just i really like the opportunity that that leaves you guys to um expand on it and be able to kind of change it for different age groups and stuff like that because even for like young adults or even our adult adults yeah. <laughs> um to get like you know more in depth, like the people who want to really know uh, theology and why the mass is the way that it is, where the traditions come from uh, on like a super high level, you could, you know, record a mass, put it out to your young adult group and just be like, Hey, you know, comment in the video, what your questions are at what point and we'll answer them. And, mm -hmm. Like, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's an awesome way to do it, you know, cause it's not yes. like, it's not like the, you could, even during a teaching mass, I feel like people would like feel uncomfortable being like, uh, father. Yeah. What are you doing? Over there? <laughs> <laughs> what prayer did you just say quietly? Yeah. What, uh, why do you hold the cup that way? Like you just, right anything because if you're doing it as a commenter you don't really feel anyone else being like hey that's a silly question don't ask that right. or you know if you get emailed the the file for the mass and it's just like oh hey during the first reading why is it this or between this and this why is that there um, right you, if you could just answer it without it making you feel silly for asking i think that that that's awesome yeah Thanks. And the really cool thing too was in, in talking with, we have um, two priests and a deacon in our parish. And I was talking with uh, one of our priests, uh, actually the celebrant for the mass. And we had a quick Zoom meeting with him, just going over my notes and what I knew and what I got from the usccb.org and said, is there anything you'd want to add or is there anything you'd like to clarify or embellish on? And he was saying that he was glad that we were doing this because it was helping him remind himself why he's celebrating what he's celebrating. And it, it helps him because a lot of time, like us, if we're not careful, we get caught up in the routine of it. Yeah. And so there were a few times where he was saying, what I say here is this prayer. And then he's like trying to explain it to us. He says, I say it to myself, but this is what I say. And then there were a few times where he just think on that and go, I'm going to have to send that to you later. Let me, let me think and pray on that and yeah. then get it to you. So it was, it was a neat iron sharpens iron moment where um, for him, it's strengthening him in, in what he's saying. And then for our new deacon, that's, that's in transition of becoming a priest. He was re really enthusiastic about it and going, this is so cool. I've never been a part of one of these. This will be really neat to experience. So it's a neat experience for all of us. It makes all of us stronger in our, in our faith and in our celebration of mass. Yeah, that's awesome. So how's, how's your Lent going? Uh, how's your going. family doing? Uh, everyone's doing well. Um, right now, my, uh, my daughter is sleeping, which is a good thing. Good. Um, I have been off of work for a week and a half. 
and it's really cool to be able to spend time as a family mm -hmm. and enjoy time off from work because I never take time off. Get a chance to detox. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and really take some time away and uh, remember what's important. You know, mm. like I said, I've been going to uh, daily mass every day of my uh, vacation and um it's so cool to just be able to sit and experience mass yeah like be present in mass because so often i am working mass yeah if for lack of a better term and i know i've heard priests say that like um they definitely feel different about um presiding over mass or quote unquote working a mass than being able to experience mass and that's like you know if a priest is taking on persona de cristo it, it's one thing but if like you've ever been to a mass that has like three priests at it <laughs> um it's different you know and it's kind of like working the mass and just being kind of like present but focused on other things you're kind of like right. juggling while you're at mass <laughs> right you know right. um and so when i get to just sit prayerfully uh and read along with the readings and speak the prayers out loud without also holding a joystick <laughs> and uh trying to make sure that the camera is focused where it's supposed to be because uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been like praying and been like, oh, the camera's still on the canter who's no longer right. there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's just that that's been uh, the coolest thing um, is remembering how awesome it is to truly experience uh, mass um, and how much we take it for granted. And I think that the fact that a year ago, none of us were able to go into a church at all yeah. um, kind of put things in perspective again for me. Um, it made, it reminded me of when I couldn't receive the Eucharist mm -hmm. and, and remind me of what uh, I had lost at that mm -hmm. time. And so for um, us to now be able to be present at the mass, then it really makes a, a big difference to now actually be able to experience the mass again personally. Whereas for the past year or so, I have been behind a computer screen yeah. for like for the live streaming purposes, which I'm happy to do. I, I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, yeah. it's the worst thing in the world. I, I'm, I'm blessed that I can uh, help out my parish and mm. that also helped me be present in the church before anyone else could so i don't want to make it seem like i'm uh, right. taking that for granted or saying that i it's this huge cross i have to bear <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't mean to make it right yeah like no i i know exactly what you're saying because we do the same thing at my church so it's like being <laughs> on that side of the screen it was it's nice to be able to sit in the pew and just be yeah. able to celebrate and participate in that way 
where you're not thinking about the next thing. It's just being present right there in that moment with Jesus. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> um, so I wanted to touch on the topic uh, for my confirmation class, which was love and relationships. And during my confirmation class, we watched a, a Father Mike Schmidt's video. And in there, he talks about how relationships should be allowed to be as long as they are. So mm -hmm. to treat your relationship, if you have a three-month relationship, let it be a three-month relationship. Don't be the people who say, well, I knew the day we met that we were going to get married. And so basically, whenever a problem arises in a relationship like that, you just put it off and you're like, well, he's going to be my husband or she's going to be my wife. So let's just not deal with that right now. Mm. Uh, we'll deal with that when we <laughs> you know, get married. And it's like, no, no, no. When things come up dur during the courtship <laughs> of mm. your relationship in the building of your friendship, which is what it's supposed to be, um, that it, it should be allowed. Like when something comes up, deal with it then. If you realize like the person you're courting chews with their mouth open all the time, <laughs> um, then maybe <laughs> address it. <laughs> Eva's probably listening to this going, yeah, that's you, buddy. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, did Jen talk to you before you, we did this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically <laughs> if the, if the person you, <laughs> is uh, doing something that's bothering you, just let it be known right away. Don't keep shoveling everything down the road right. so that it's all of a sudden this huge pile that you have to try to address uh, that's overwhelmingly a negative thing. Whereas you can figure out w whether or not you're actually called to be together if you allow your relationship to be what it is mm. instead of thinking that it's a you know, a two-year relationship when it's only three months. The reverse of that is also true. Don't continue to think that it's only been three months if it's been 10 years. Right. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's uh, when it comes to romantic relationships, uh, I, I found it to be an incredibly uh, awesome video. So if you get a chance, check out Father Mike Schmidt's uh, relationship and love and relationship video. But the other, the other thing we talked about is like the differences of love and how today's society just has a totally distorted, awful yeah. version of what love is. And um, I'm constantly saying that most teenagers have no idea what love actually is. Mm -hmm. They just don't. And people tell me like oh you're wrong it's it's just a different kind of love and it's like I, i'm sorry i have met very few teenagers who mm -hmm. understand what love is i've met a couple but to be honest you're yeah. you as you grow older and as you understand relationships and after you get married and more importantly i've been blessed with a child Love changes dramatically when you understand love for your wife and love for mm -hmm. your child. Love for your child will change your perspective on love no matter what. Because yeah. every single day I still wake up and want my daughter to have the best life 
have a great day. I want her to be safe and healthy and fed and cared for, even when she is the most infuriating human being on the planet. <laughs> like, I just, I still love her. I will never stop loving her and I will never stop caring for her. Even though the whys have started. The, why do I have to go to bed? Why is it bedtime? <laughs> you know, all that. Um, which any parent who's listening to this is like, oh, yep, yes. okay. Um <laughs> It, it's no matter what, when I was in confirmation class, I used the, the parent who helps volunteer. She has three uh, daughters. One of her daughters is my peer minister. And then she has two twin daughters who are in class. They are both sophomores. I looked at the mom and I said, she loves you guys so much mm -hmm. that no matter what you say to them, <laughs> what you say to her, like you could call her the worst names in the world the next day she still wants the best for you mm -hmm. she doesn't hope something bad happens to you she hopes you have the greatest day possible she mm -hmm. hopes that you truly have a amazing an amazing day a truly blessed day like she wants you to have the best life she loves you would do anything for you so even when you call her terrible names tell her how much you hate her she still goes to sleep that night loving you <laughs> and in that i was like just think about that because you lose your love for your parent in that moment it's gone it's fleeting out of your head and it's because of perspective like you love your mom and you love your dad, but emotions and perspective is lost when you get angry or you don't get your way or you don't think about it. And so it was, it was interesting to see their takes on, on stuff like that and to have awesome conversation about it. And just to, to know, like, there's such a huge difference between lust and love mm -hmm. and how, for lack of a better term, perverted than the word love has become because it has been twisted and turned and crushed mm -hmm. to just take everything that's great out of it. And so that's, I think, our young people are struggling to understand love and understand what God's love means. Like God's love is no matter what happens, he loves us. There is nothing we can do to make him love us more and nothing we could do to make him love us less because it is unending, unimaginable to a level that could never be explained. And our perspective on love is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's very transactional right now. Yeah, you know that's 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 mostly what it is in high school. From what I've heard from the kids in my program, and I I get it, I understand it, I see it in social media, I see it in the media that kids turn to. It's all about consumeristic love, as yeah. opposed to how can I serve this other person? How can I lift them up? How can I? Uh, how can we meet Jesus in the middle? You know, and and then have him be the center of our covenant, even yeah. if it's a, even if it's, you know, like you said, even if it's for a couple of months 
doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but how can we, how can we serve each other? Well, yeah. And that's, that was the other thing that I, I was trying to explain and, um, I was struggling to put it into the best perspective that I could or best presentation that I could. And it was that no matter whatever happens between my wife and I, I will always love her. There, there are going to be things that can hurt me and hurt my love. There are things that could possibly change the way that I feel my feelings, but I will always love her because she is my wife, but also because we are called to love all people. And I'll never forget. I, (laughs) I was told uh, early on in our relationship uh, by Eva, I hope she doesn't (laughs) mind uh, me sharing this, but here we are. So (laughs) um, she said, it's hard for me to understand what makes your love for me different because you love everyone. Mm. And I'm like, well, that it's kind of a good thing, right? That I do love everyone. Like Mm -hmm. it's that, that you see everyone through God's eyes. And I, I try to do that as much as I can. I do fall short. Like some people get under my skin. Some people (laughs) upset me. Um, Not saying that that doesn't happen, but trying to remember that we are all God's children and that we should love everyone is an important thing. And it is, it is difficult if you are in a courtship (laughs) relationship and you are trying to love your sister in Christ in a way that is not, um, (laughs) is not plutonic, but Mm -hmm. also not sinful. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, because I mean, love should never be sinful. That would just be lust, by the way. Sorry, that just popped into my head. (laughs) So um, there's, there's different, there's different types of love. Um, Agape being the most pure of the loves that God's love, a Plutonic love that Mm. is just for all people. Um, But romantic love, if you truly find your spouse should be the kind of love that is never lost, in my opinion. Uh, it's changing. It's ever evolving. And you you do, as a husband, you have to choose to love your wife every day. And as a wife, you have to choose to love your husband every day. Because look at us men. You have to <laughs> figure out a way to choose it. We're not the greatest. And uh, I am very appreciative that my wife chooses to love me every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um like we are humans so it's we don't come built with that godly love we just don't um from what i've seen (laughs) so um there are uh you know there are the blessed among us who just seem to have it all figured out um when it comes to oh yeah no that's my brother that's my sister in christ and i'm just gonna you know no turn the other cheek as they always say like right how do you do this (laughs) teach me teach me your ways uh so (laughs) um uh 
yeah so it's just um trying to put into the right words and the right presentation is what i was struggling for with the um yeah there's gonna be things that come up like unfortunately we are being told more and more that marriage is expendable mm-hmm. and that it's just a piece of paper why do we even need that it's, or it's not relevant in 2021 yeah how many times have you heard that it's not relevant in I, in this day and age yeah it's like how we hear that how can you say that when you see a couple that's celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary and go wow this is special yeah no and and, and also like just the fact that there's so many just couples out there that just literally call each no that's my wifey over there like yeah what (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's just uh our our culture is just so defeating of like true love for one another and that's on all spectrums. I'm not even just talking about romantic. And mm-hmm. and I and I was talking to my uh, to my confirmation students about like love in a relationship, like even in friendship. You need to love the other person enough to give of yourself, even in a friendship. Like you are my very good friend. I love you, right? So I would give of myself i would you needed help i would give of my time to come help you and it can't be at my time it needs Mm. to work with yours like you need to be more important than me in that moment if you are constantly the most important thing in the relationship then you don't have one (laughs) (laughs) and that of course goes in a marriage as you know if you are the most important thing you are failing like you your wife needs to be the most important thing uh and unfortunately jen uh evan kind of needs to be the most important thing for you (laughs) and that's what balances a relationship out and that's what makes a marriage work is that it should you should never be the most important one in the relationship right? right like it's just it's one of those things that i've learned along the way and it's really hard it's mm. tough and it's um against everything we're taught it's against everything that we feel um we're being told that everything that feels good is great and everything that feels bad then you shouldn't do it because it's not your best self it's not you're living your best life (laughs) yeah do everything that feels good and then everything good will come your way yeah i don't think that's how that works i I love that college instagram and twitter wisdom (laughs) makes no sense but you still see it go out there no, and that's, oh man, it's just bad because, you, you know, if you just totally distort your image of women or totally distort mm-hmm. your image of men and what their what their relationship with you is meant to be, or if it's just, you know, this is a fling that I can just, you know, oh, I'll wait for the next person, whatever. Like, that's not love. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you're craving. And that just creates a bigger and bigger hole that God is really wants to fill but you're continuing to run away and 
create more and more distance from God. You're, you're putting roadblocks into your relationship with God because your sinfulness, your shamefulness and the stuff, all that stuff gets in the way. And that's why we have to go to confession. Sorry, I just went off on another tangent. But we're <laughs> It's Lent, so let's go ahead and talk about yeah. it. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since our last podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was really important to talk about uh, love and relationships and really, really, if you haven't at all, you should dive into theology of the body, like mm. dive into it a little bit, dip your toe in, and then you'll be like, oh, I want to find out more and more and more. Mm. Because the more you look into theology of the body and like men and women mm. and heart, body, soul, and how much that just ties into everything about us. Mm. And you start to look into what love does for us and what we're meant for, like it'll change everything. Mm. So anyway, now that we've talked for a very long time <laughs> on a topic that I didn't think was going to take that long, what do you got for music? <laughs> so this past weekend, uh, Torrin Wells and her just put out a new song called hold us together. If you're, not super familiar with her. She sang America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl this past uh, this past year. Oh, month like two two yeah two and a half uh... a, a month ago. You know whatever <laughs> yeah. time it was. Yeah, what what's is today? Time? What's yeah, today? what is time at this point? Yeah, what's today? August. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it still 2020? I don't know. No, yeah, it's I have no idea. Either way, it's an amazing <laughs> song. If you haven't heard it yet. It's on streaming platforms. Hold us together, Torn Wells and her. Uh, next weekend for King Country's Burn the Ships Deluxe Edition remixes and collaborations will be released. If you like uh, Latin hip hop Christian music, Gavi's Noche Juvenile, I think that's how it's pronounced. I apologize if I butchered that, comes out. And if you're more, uh, more of a fan of hymns, country music, Carrie Underwood's My Savior comes out uh, that weekend as well. Awesome. Well, since I went on such a long tangent, uh, let's just <laughs> let's hop right into our uh, gospel Bible reading here. John eight twenty one through nope, hold on, that's thirty one day. Yep, thirty one through forty two. Here we go. Jesus said to the Pharisees, "I am going away, and you will look for me." but you will die in your sin where I am going. You cannot come. So the Jews said he is not. No, this is still the same one. Hold on. Yeah. This is today's reading or yesterday's. Yeah, my, reading. Fault. my fault. Depending on when you guys watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> it was a time traveling conundrum that I had a, a few minutes ago. All right. Hold on. Sorry about that. Everybody. Jesus said, to those Jews who believed in him. If you remain in my world, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him. We are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become freed? Jesus answered them. Amen. Amen. I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, 
but you are trying to kill me because my words because my word has no room among you i tell you when i have seen what i have seen in the father's presence then do what you have heard from the father they answered and said to him our father is abraham jesus said to them if you were abraham's children you would be doing the works of abraham but now you are trying to kill me a man who has told you the truth that i have heard from god abraham did not do this you are doing the works of your father so they said to him we were not born of fornication we have one father god jesus said to them if god were your father you would love me for i came from god and am here i did not come of my own but he sent me the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ just got a little snippet from uh, a couple different gospels <laughs> yeah. um, so there is so much in this uh yeah the if you remain in my word you will truly be my disciple and you will know the truth mm. knowing the true words of god and the truth in jesus knowing what he came for what and it's so crazy because he knew what was going to happen mm -hmm. and he knew like okay so they're not going to believe me it's uh they're going to put me to death and i'm trying to tell them like hey just so you know <laughs> this is who i am yeah. and then uh you know in john of yesterday's reading with the great i am i am being god like i'm of god this is what and like i <laughs> like hello <laughs> yes. how you doing <laughs> um so you get you get so much in this and then like them saying like hey hey uh we're children of abraham we've never been slaves yeah. uh he's like are you not a slave to sin are you right. not are you not human essentially is what he's saying like are you not the same people who sin mm. all the time so is it not <laughs> possible that you are a slave in our in are you not a slave to your addictions your vices your mm. life of sin like people you will commonly hear at hear addicts talk about the slave to their addiction that they live their life to be an addict um i recently read an article about a, a from a recovering addict where he said um and it's a celebrity of sorts um he said being a drug addict was a full-time job now being sober needs to be my full-time job and i need to find a way to treat it as such that it will take all of me to not be a slave to this mm -hmm. so that's uh crazy like crazy to think about it that way like our sins can become the thing that we are enslaved to if we do not notice that that's what it is if we do not stay diligent if we do not keep a clear heart and clear mind and stay in grace then we're not keeping up our end right 
So we're not keeping up our end of our relationship with God. And uh, a priest was saying the other day that if you continue to go to confession because you think it's easy and you just can keep confessing the same thing, then you are not holding up your end. The last line in that is go in peace and sin no more. (laughs) So (laughs) he's not, we're not talking about perfection, but we are at least asking for you to try. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, all right, I like this. This is, yeah, it's convicting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, we're all sinners. He's like, raise my hand. I'm a sinner too, but you should be trying. Right. <laughs> so in this case with the, you need to try, you need to be better, like heal your mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. Then you will know the truth. Then you will be free. Then you will be able to follow me. Then you will in, in uh, what it's, what it spoke to me was then you will let me in. Then you will be able to be a disciple of mine. Then you will understand. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to push away, if you continue to not believe then you know it's not it's not a good look yeah <laughs> what did it, what did it speak to you i'm i'm just grateful for jesus patience because here he is again and again and again explaining who he is and we have in this passage where he's repeatedly not saying the same thing over and over but he's trying to come at them at different perspectives and trying to reach them and they're just they're being stubborn and, and or not, just not understanding. And a few weeks ago, there was a particular reading, and I forget which reading, which gospel it came from, but it was a Pharisees demanding that Jesus show them a sign after he's performed all these miracles already before them. Yeah. And uh, the scripture said that Jesus exhaled from the deepest part of his soul and said, "This generation seeks a sign." You all right? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Spring uh, turned on. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the reading said he exhaled from the deepest part of his soul and said, this generation seeks a sign, but none will come to them. Essentially yeah. saying, you know, if you're not seeing what I'm doing right now, you're just going to keep missing it. But I'm grateful that he keeps trying and, and that he's patient enough that even as yeah. the Pharisees and the Jews were challenging him, he kept saying, no, I, I am the one that he sent. Yeah. And how about the, you know, uh, was, was it yes, yesterday, two days ago, the, uh, the woman condemned to death. Yeah. And he just like doodles on the ground <laughs> and he's just like, Oh no. Yeah. You, you guys, uh, all you people without sin, just go ahead and cast that stone. Yeah. I'll be uh, down here doodling and just, just uh, being a little socially <laughs> awkward, just just drawing in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine that? Everybody's just standing there going, Jesus, what are you doing? And yeah. Going, okay, I'm just gonna leave. This is a little weird. And then <laughs> has anyone condemned you? No? Yeah. no. Well, neither do I. And neither do I. Now go and sin no more. Sin no more. <laughs> <laughs> um and <laughs> 
and that's like the um i believe even in the the old testament reading that same day was like the the two elders of the church bearing uh false witness over a young woman um that they had uh tried to uh seduce or whatever and she was like i would you know rather be put to death by your false testimony than commit adultery on my husband and so they bared that false witness and God stirred up the Holy spirit for a young man who then would catch the elders in a lie and like all that stuff. It's like you, it's crazy to me because now this is all just putting in like, Oh, this book is 2000 years old, over 2000 years old. And it's the same stuff we're dealing with now with false testimony, with people thinking that they're, more righteous than others with uh false testimony with people being tried tried to be led into temptation with people uh just trying to take god away and believe in whatever they're being told that they should believe in and like even in this reading like no 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 we're fine we're children of abraham and he's like listen if you were true children of Abraham, you would know who I am and you would love me. And instead you are trying to kill me. Like, <laughs> it's just like you put all of that stuff into perspective and you understand how much the Bible is tr the truth and so totally relevant to today. As you were saying before, people trying to say, oh, that's not relevant here in 2021. It's like, read it. <laughs> really read it yeah. spend time understanding it and you will know mm -hmm. amen yeah our uh saint of the day uh is uh very fitting oscar romero was uh a archbishop in san salvador mm -hmm. and he uh took a bit of umbrage with a local militia and military group in his native country, basically saying, soldiers, you are killing your own. The God says, do not kill. This is a true law of God overriding those laws of man. And you should abide by God's law over the law of man. And basically he was a very, uh, righteous man and he uh ended up being martyred for his um for his faith and for his stance against <laughs> the government and uh so like many other martyred saints he uh he is in heaven right now a saint so our saint of the day oscar romero and he's a recent saint too right yeah died in 1980 so Very I mean cool. that's a that's pretty recent. <laughs> Very cool. What do you, you got ready? for news of the weird? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So a lot of people are still trying to find good ways to cope with the pandemic and and with the social distancing and confinement. So a group of Israelis have found a new strategy for for releasing the stress and the tension. And so what they have been doing, this particular group is instead of going to the street demonstrations and, and dealing with the political tensions is they go on a hike through orange orchard and over hilltop and scream <laughs> just collective screaming at the sky 
Oh, and uh, I guarantee one, it's like that visceral, like high shrieking. Yeah. They said it's oh. it's very uh, it's very cathartic. And uh, one of the men said, "When we do it in group, it's like a prayer, and maybe God will hear us." So, yeah, just just go out on a hill and scream. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> uh that means it's time to wrap up this year podcast and uh, uh i'd like to thank everyone who watches along and listens along uh i am extremely thankful um and uh just in the overall spirit of this episode i want you guys all to know that you are loved you are valued uh i love my wife uh I love her in a different way than all of you. Let that be known. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> um, and I'm very, very thankful for the blessings that God has given me in my life. Um, and whatever you guys want us to pray for, whatever you need to have uh, brought before uh, God in a, in a different way, feel free to uh, email Steve at baconsmiles.org. You can comment on our Facebook however you want to reach us text us if you know the number um just love you guys i'm very thankful for uh all the listeners all the people that watch along all the supporters of our podcast very thankful for my good friend evan who uh puts up with all the technical difficulties that we have and <laughs> it's it's but, worth the it's worth the trial to be able to hang out with you yeah no thanks it's <laughs> uh i uh, appreciate it and uh you got anything no happy holy week i know that's coming up in a in a little less than a week and uh, yeah. happy easter yeah a week uh will be the triduum one of my favorite yes. catholic words triduum uh, that's, fun to say. <laughs> that's fun to say uh <laughs> holy uh thursday good friday and the easter vigil known as the triduum Amen. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Keep smiling and God bless.